Alright. How are you getting on? You well? You well? You well? And she well alone, don't you well? <laughs> Bit of Maroon 5 for you there. What's Adam Levine getting up to these days? Naming his goddamn kids after his crush, man. Oh my god. This guy belongs in the Killing Bin Liner Conference for biggest dirt bags, man. Dirty bags, man. Dyson wouldn't have any interest in him. Because he's a dirt bag. And their vacuums are bagless. Shocking. A lot of shite coming out of my mouth. But how are you? Are you good? Are you... Are you cute? You can tell me legally if you... Legally have to tell me if you are. I'm not feeling too cute right now. I accidentally shaved my beard off. I accidentally shaved my beard off. Man, they should uh, have a goddamn dummies guide to these razors, man. You should have to pass like a YouTube course, man. Um, because I shaved my beard off. I was trying, trying to trim it to the lowest possible setting. And I did, I suppose. No, it was the highest possible. Whatever. I don't know what it means. The claw was down. And the claw should have been up on the razor. I don't know why, you know. I don't know what about barbers. Really good barber power, though, if it was a barber. Where are you going? Oh, that's lovely. Oh, can you put me in your suitcase? Oh, will you put me in your suitcase? Please. You can cut off my arms and limbs. Just take me away from here. Put me in a suitcase. You know? Oh, that's lovely. Oh, put me in your suitcase, please. Put me in a little case. You know? I remember someone saying that to me before and I was like, when I was a kid. And I was like, put me in your suitcase. What? How will they be, ma'am, how will they be able to breathe? Ma'am. You know? Oh, that's lovely. Oh, that's a lovely spot. My, my cousin's fella, you know, great, great community that I don't have act that I don't, you know, my cousin's fella wouldn't fucking be able to tell you who that is, you know, <laughs> anyway, but look, how are you doing? Uh, are you, um, did you enjoy the bank holiday or should I say the bank holiday? <laughs> Here, say bank holiday, but pull your cheeks apart. What? What do you want to do me? No, it's a mouth thing. Wrong holiday. You just said wank holiday. Now pull your butt cheeks apart. I didn't extend, intend. See, this is what happens. You shave your beard off, you become an immediate pervert. I didn't set out to look like this, by the way. You know? It's not like I woke up one day and I was like, will I have a mustache and mostly wear my hair in a ponytail? I used to. My mad dated a guy with a ponytail. And I never could accept him into my heart <laughs> because of it. I couldn't accept him into my heart because of it. You know, and other reasons, but whatever. That was one of them. You know, I thought ponytails were for perverts. Although, right, it did also happen the day after I watched Three Men and a Baby. Tom Selleck. I look exactly like Tom Selleck. I'm not saying I did this on purpose, but I would say there is some aspect of my subconscious manifesting a mustache onto my face because, oh my God. Is... Is Tom Selleck in Three Men and a Baby the dampiest grown man? Grown man? Why did I say that? Why did I have to say grown man? Why? <laughs> anyway, he's a good-looking dude. And Terry would be very tolerable of me kind of pointing out how hot dudes and women are on the TV. Um, and she does it too. And, you know, we'd like to chat about it. But she, at this point, was like, you need to stop. This is too much now. Like, chill the fuck out how hot Tom Selleck is. The girth of his neck. This is a man who's supposed to be Indiana Jones. Called, then titled Indiana Smith. Tom Selleck. And it was only because he had signed up to do a pilot for um, Magnum P.I. They weren't even sure if they were going to go through with it. 
then they saw that Spielberg wants him to be the lead and they're like oh this guy's gonna be huge sign him up for fucking eight seasons or whatever he you know I think he would have been as good I think I think he could have been he could have had the career that Harrison Ford had he doesn't really emote as much with his face maybe the mustache hides a lot pretty funny in Three Men and a Baby anyway that's for sure he's so funny man bloody naffy and I was watching it I was watching it and I was getting sad because the first, obviously, they're, they're three bachelors, you know, um, living up the high life. They're like a penthouse in Manhattan. They've got cool jobs. One's an actor. One's an architect. One is a cartoonist somehow. That's that's not aged very well at all. Steve Gutenberg is a cartoonist, kind of like a Garfield type, uh, kind of Bill Watterson type. Bill Watterson? Bill Watterson is Calvin and Hobbes. Jim... Who does Garfield? Jim Davis. I was thinking Jim Davidson there. Anyway, Jim Davis does Garfield. So he's kind of not that, you know, he's a cool, trendy New Yorker, whatever fucking uh, cartoonist. Ted Danson's an actor and Tom Selleck is an architect. They've got ladies to and fro. Oh, my God. A who's who of Jerry's girlfriends from Seinfeld, you know. And they're all having a great laugh, drinking champagne. On a Central Park overlooking penthouse in Manhattan. You know. And they're in their late 30s and 40s. And it doesn't seem sad. It seems great. It seems great. It seems like they're having a really good time. Maybe you're one of these people. I know you people. I got a lot of my friends are you people. Successful. Young. Uh, live in a cool flat. Have cool kind of. Um, you know. Uh, marijuana. Uh, homewares. You know, you know, I'm full. Yeah, I'm talking about you. Yeah, I'm talking about you. <laughs> you know, cool, successful people living in a cool, expensive, probably too expensive, but hey, worth it. Flat. You know, just living the life, having parties, having a good time, having living for the finer things. And I'm watching this with Terry, and I'm like kind of squirming a little bit. And I'm thinking to myself, the kids are asleep upstairs. We're in our. This was a lucky night for us. A 19 minute window to actually have some time for ourselves, right? And I'm thinking to myself, okay, cool. This is so that's their life. That's what they have going on. And this is, and this is our, this is our one. Used to say, well, you know. And then it dawned on me. I actually laughed out loud, and I was like, oh, but now they're going to get the baby. <laughs> the whole point of this is to show them living the high life, having a great life, and then the baby upends the whole thing. And then, spoiler alert, also makes them have a change of heart. Not to spoil anything, but. Young Mary, the baby, does uh, does change, does warm. They're cold, sexy, successful, wealthy, attractive hearts at the end, you know. And to tell you, it was funny seeing him buy all the fucking wrong shit. I know to buy the right shit. Tom Selleck goes in, gets a nappy's too big for him. Yeah, you might uh, have like nine girlfriends and be 6'4 and have a neck. That's the fucking girth of my waist. But can you put on a nappy as fast as me? I didn't think so. So who's to say who's sexier? Mm. Do you know what else I watched? Cobra. <laughs> Sly Stallone is Cobra. Couldn't believe this flick. 1986 is Cobra. All right? Oh, my God. This is why. Now, apart from those kids and my wife or whatever, you know, 
but they don't excite me in the same way. You know what I mean? They're kind of a consistent kind of hum, sometimes an audible hum of excitement, you know? But Cobra. <laughs> Let me tell you what's so exciting about this. Did you have you see have you seen Cobra? Sliced Stallone's Cobra, nineteen eighty six movie. So keeping in mind, obviously, he writes Rambo. Not you know, well Ram well Rambo two, right? He's written Rockies, right? And he's looking for a new franchise, right? He's looking for a new Dirty Harry franchise, is our sliced alone kind of vibe, right? And so he gets uh they pitch Beverly Hills Cop to him, right? He goes off, reads the script. Rewrites the whole script, takes out all the jokes, sliced alone. This is in his peak egomaniac uh, era, right? This is, he's just married to Bridget Nielsen. And he, um, so he rewrites the script for Beverly Hills Cop. They look at it and they're like, You took out all the jokes, being like, I shouldn't be any jokes. It should be more action, you know? And he adds loads of action scenes and like, This is too expensive. We can't make this. And he's like, Well, that's the movie I want to make. All right. And so they have to part ways. So then he goes and writes Cobra, right? Which is a movie about a cop, right? A streak, serious fucking hard, tough as nails street cop called Marion Cabretti, Cobra for short, right? Who has to take down, and tell me if this is putting a hat on a hat here, a cult of serial killers. <laughs> a cult of serial killers. And crime is the disease, and he's the cure. And he even says that to one of the criminals at the start. And all the music is uh, has like cheesy eighty songs that actually set, that are kind of essentially narrating the things that you're seeing in front of you, you know. And he has sunglasses. He's got Stallone wanted to use his actual car because he loved it so much, so he's just driving around his own car, right? And apparently, on the set of this whole thing, <laughs> that he. Uh, I don't know why I found this so funny, right? Anyway, basically, it's a whole movie of this guy being like, it it, it it seems to have just taken all the elements of what a kind of Dirty Harry cop movie is, taken the absolute fucking filth, you know, of of the 80s, you know, and 80s kind of crime paranoia. And, you know, it kind of reached an apex of that. So, like, there's no, everything after Cobra, they're like, okay, we need to have a fucking take on this. Do you know what I mean? We can't just be like, how do we go balls to the wall? Not even say the like the action isn't necessarily great. It's just the idea that Stallone is walking around thinking every single line that he says here is fucking gold dust. This is peak Coke Stallone as well, you know. And um, he gets the don't remember the name of the baddie, right? <laughs> Look at me, your go-to film reviewer. Don't know the name of the baddie, right? He's also in the X Files. I remember him because he got a scary face, right? And he's the lead serial killer. And he was constantly following around <laughs> Stallone, <laughs> asking him. Like, what is my, can you just tell me what, like, my motivation is here? Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm the leader of a cult of serial killers, and we keep talking about the new day. A new day is coming. Like, what is that new day? Like, what are my beliefs? And he kept following around Sloan. was like, I don't know, man. Figure it out, you know. <laughs> and then eventually, this is on record, he says, like, look, can you just tell me, like, what am I, what am I thinking? Like, what am I thinking is this character? Because Sloan wrote the script. And Sloan goes, what do you think? You're just evil, all right? You're just evil. <laughs> You're just evil, he said. <laughs> like, he wrote this fucking script. Oh, my be real is right now. It's just kind of like peak, you know, one-man band cop. They even at the start, like, this guy this guy walks in with a shotgun into a supermarket. And it's getting a bit intense. He's already off some of the hostages. And the chief is like, 
bring in the Cobra. The Cobra. Stallone. Like, this is what I'm talking about in terms of excitement. I kind of knew there was a movie called Cobra. And I was like, oh, I should you know watch that at some point. I didn't realize that it was written by Sly Stallone, looking to be the new franchise that was not Rocky or Rambo. All of the lines are so fucking balls to the wall. Like, I didn't know it was there. And it's the perfect thing. Why am I looking everywhere else? Do you know what I mean? If we just look in the past, everything is there for you. Everything is there. For me, at least. But it's some flick. I tell you, this is the thing. This is what's so exciting. It's because, of course, I knew Cobra was there. But when, like, especially now when I'm just locked in this kind of zone where I would just so comfortably pour on a Schwarzenegger or a Stallone or a Steven Seagal or a Jean-Claude Van Damme, you know, flick. And then just to find Cobra and be like, oh, fuck, Stallone actually wrote this. Oh, my God, this is in the peak him, like, on Gak, believing his own hype train. But also... Arnold's also coming for him and he realizes he needs an 80s and a 90s franchise because Rocky IV's just come out, Rambo II's come out, don't know how long those are going to last. So he's like, I need some kind of like, you know, Terminator's happened. I need some sort of like local LA or might actually be Miami. (laughs) That's another thing that was meant to be, it was meant to be shot in Seattle. And then Stallone, like a week before production was like, I don't want to do Seattle, too many mosquitoes. (laughs) And then moved the whole, moved the whole production. Uh, to I think it's it looks like it's Miami, um, but a man after my own heart. Fuck those fucking mosquitoes, you know. To be perfectly honest, um, but yeah, I highly recommend Cobra. Five stars, and um, just what a, what a joy it is just to stumble across something so perfect for you. It's all there in the past. It's all right there, you know. I just like if someone told me now that Sloan was doing that flick, I'd be like, okay, what? Which finger do you want me to cut off so I can see it? You know. Um, but the fact that it's already in his heyday. Anyway, I'm repeating myself. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? It's like when you uncover some like bootleg album, and you know you didn't know it was it even existed. Like you know, it's like finding out fucking Beatles having their album. You know. Anyway, let me tell you what we're doing today. Um, I'm gonna just gonna go through some random words and talk about the first thing that comes to mind. <laughs> That's what we're doing today. Uh, next week, though, I tell you what we're doing. It's gonna be an art of seduction. I have pooled some of the greatest pieces of terrible advice given to young men on how to be charming and I'm going to collate them all into one quintessential guide on how you can be ultimately seductive but this is a bank holiday so I have to do this one quick today I hope you can appreciate that and I love you anyway we're doing some random words today first word is bicycle bicycle makes me think of how many times I cycled home from town with no lights no helmet no high-vis jacket pissed wearing noise-canceling headphones. <laughs> and how stupid that is. I'd be going through fucking... I'm going through red lights. Like, I tell you, before I drove, I was a, a bit of a prick when it came to, uh, you know, a two-wheeled prick when it came to being on a bike. I didn't respect the lights. Now, I, no matter what it is, if, you know, even if it's someone accidentally hit the fucking light uh, to, to make it go red, the traffic light, make it go red and there's no one crossing i'm still not breaking that i'm not breaking any lights anymore i'm driving really safe because when i started driving and i saw how little i actually can see cyclists um i you know i realized that i had to just be a little bit more careful you know so i'm very careful now but so many times i'll be cycling back you know half 12 you know one in the morning you know pissed screaming alien arm farm 
I used to like listen to that on the last cycle when I was going uphill a little bit, you know. And just like the movies, singing that. You won't cry, I won't scream. Singing that shit, going up a hill. And just how dangerous that was. <laughs> it was really bad, you know. But now I respect the road a lot more, um, you know. Be the change you want to see in the world. Next one, giraffe. Giraffe makes me think of my old plan that I didn't follow through with on those kids, you know. Um, and now it's not going to happen because I'm getting a vasectomy. But um, what I intended on doing was hiding all animals from their life. I wouldn't let them see any animals. I wouldn't be, be locked in a room or anything like that. But, you know, I'm tech savvy enough to be able to figure out a way that they never see any any animal, you know. And what I would do is on their birthday every year, saying this now actually as a father, I realize how cruel this was. I didn't realize this at the time when I came up with this idea. But then every year I'd show them a new animal, you know. And the big thing was, you know, whatever, a dog when they're one, cat when they're two. Pivot a little bit, show them a dolphin at three. And they're like, what? I thought I had a grounding of what animals were. And you're showing me this, you know. Fourth birthday, you know, cockroach or whatever. I've talked about this before. But the whole thing was it was always going to build to 18 years of age. Here's a pint. And this is a giraffe. He's so overwhelmed, you know? Or would you, you know? Literally a fucking alien could walk into the doll now and we'd be like, oh my God, it was weird, wasn't it? You know? We're so desensitized to, to shock. But giraffes are mad looking. And I found out yesterday they don't have vocal cords. That's why they go, oh! Or there was that joke in South Park, the movie, where it's like, uh, the signal will be uh, the sound of a giraffe dying. And they kept going, you know, which uh, which is funny. The next word is telescope, and that makes me think of how kind of like funny voyeurism used to be. Do you know what I mean? Like um, like American Pie, you know, the webcam. That's funny. This is funny. What's happening to this woman? Jason Biggs would be flayed alive on the streets of Twitter if he did that nowadays. That videoed a woman changing and broadcast it to the entire school. You know, porkies, those little scrotes looking in the the peephole, the girls' shower room. You know, George McFly in Back to the Future, sitting in a tree. Uh, w a n k i n g, with a pair of binoculars, trying to look at Leah Thompson. You know, um, like it was okay. It used to be funny. You know, and I think that's why you don't see boobs anymore on TV. Why you don't see boobs in comedy is because comedy boobs used to be boobs shown without really the the woman wanting to show the boobs. Getting caught. Coming out of the shower. Ah! That's funny, you know. But it's not funny. Still, though, that's the age that I grew up in. And so I really wanted the the telescope. Just to to see what's going on. I wasn't going to see Anne. You know, but I do say I will say this, right? And this goes for bottom floor flat, top flat. If your blinds are open and your lights are on, well, then you can call yourself fucking Hugh Jackman because you're now the greatest showman. This is the greatest show. And if it's just you hoovering, I'll watch. <laughs> if it's just you, whatever you're doing, you know, if you're getting changed, I'll respect you, and I won't. I won't watch. You know, 
But if you're also just there and just the blue light of the TV is illuminating your face, I might have, might have a little wander and watch it out for a while. Not the TV, your face. Just have a little look. You know? Anyway, next word is... Next word is watermelon. Watermelon makes me think of... Watermelon sugar. Hi. Uh, it makes me think of tropical drinks and fancy punch, you know? And it reminds me of a time that I went my mate Ian I talked about this before when we were like 17 he had like a tropical Easter rising party because his parents were away and they just got this new blender and so he had us over and he was just making like these blended smoothie cocktails that we didn't of course he's not a fucking mixologist we didn't know what the fuck was in it and so we were playing like playing fuzzy duck you know that game where you're like fuzzy duck does he ducky fuzz does he fuzzy duck does he ducky fuzz and you go around the table and then you have to drink if you say, does he fuck? Or fuck, does he? Um, so it was really a lot of fun. And without, re- you know, I kept getting it wrong. And then I was, then eventually I was like, fuck off. Does he fuck? Fuck. And I was just doing it on purpose. And I was drinking every time. And then I jumped in his pool that no one was in. It was still there, though. I mean, it wasn't like a bad form for me to jump in his pool. He had a little paddling pool at the back. And that was the whole idea we were going to, but like, it was too cold. But I jumped in with my clothes on. And then I tried to get into barcode with my clothes on soaking wet. Barcode is a club. So so watermelon makes me think of. <laughs> You're not getting in. Why? You're soaking wet. Let me in. My mates are in there. It's my birthday. It's my birthday. You have to let me in there. <laughs> I'm just sweating. I'm just sweating. You're fucking dripping. You know. Uh, next word. Envelope. Envelope makes me think of what I push every fucking single day. As a podcaster, um, envelope makes me think of how great it is just to get fucking paid cash in an envelope. You know how getting your your pay packet is just so much better than cash just going like going into your bank. Netflix is getting a bit, you know, uh, car insurance. So boring. If I just knew I had seventy quid for a Saturday, do you know what I mean? Because that's essentially what you do. I'd be working in the news agents, get my money on a Saturday, and then spend it on the Saturday, and then just be broke. I'd have zero on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and then 75 on Saturday, you know? So living it up, you know? And just knowing what you had, knowing what, knowing what the um, the overheads were. Just always nice getting paid in an envelope. Next word is dandelion. Dandelion makes me think of uh, how... I've been calling Ginny Joe's dandelions for ages. My ma had a go with me there yesterday. She's like, that's not, a, that's not, a, that's the Ginny Joe and that's a dandelion. Dandelion's the yellow one. And I remember there was a thing as well that in school, if you smelt a dandelion, you'd piss the bed that night. And I did and did piss the bed, but I used to piss the bed quite a lot. So I'm not sure if it was answered to dandelion. So the results are inconclusive right there. But I'll tell you what, you hold a buttercup up to my chin. Mm, I'm going to glow because I love butter, I do. <laughs> Next one, tambourine. Tambourine. Makes me think of just how much you can get away being a part of life at a party, tambourine player in a band. And last one here is compass. Compass makes me think of how there really is an etiquette to the sort of nonsense you get up to in school, you know? And stabbing someone with a compass is just not on, won't, will not be tolerated. You know what I mean? That's the level of, tink, like that level of shanking, you know? Like I heard in. My mate's, my mate's school, 
that they used to cover tennis balls and tipex and set them on fire and fuck them at each other. You know? You'd whack the fucking nut off someone with, a, with a, like a thin ruler, you know? Um, you know, deadeners, um, Chinese burns, all, all on, all on the table. I'd be re. Sometimes I'd be reading, and like you know, you'd have to just read it out in class. Show you're all paying attention, and I would just skip to someone else to make sure you're all paying attention that you could be called upon at any point, and you're reading it. And I'd have mates tipexing over the words I'm meant to be reading next, you know. And I'm not a grass, so I'd never grass them up. And I'd get to the end of it. And Macbeth, you know, symbolizes Banquo's ghost symbolizes the um Oh go on, finish it. I can't, sir. Why not? I can't read it. Stand up. Stand up then. You know? Because I wouldn't grass out Callow for tipexing over my words, you know what I mean? But shanking someone with a compass. If you did that, now you're over there, you know? It's mad that we're all just in the same room with some people who want to stab. It's mad, you know? But thank God it's only stabbing. Because we don't live in America. Anyway, look, thanks very much for listening to this pod. I'm sorry about this. It's a bank holiday. I've had to do it over the, over the weekend. But I didn't want to miss out on another episode. Next week, The Art of Seduction for Gormless Boys. And I'm going to have a couple of guests coming up as well. Thank you very much for watching this. Thank you very much for making this dream come true. Me and my shed. I'd love to have you over sometime. Not really. But if you're a guest, do get in touch. And if you're a sponsor, get in touch. Uh, all the best. Thanks very much. Bye-bye.